I don't think Adam Gase can dig himself out of this hole, but the question now is can Sam Darnold dig himself out of this hole after an embarrassing loss to the tanking Miami Dolphins? That and more on the Brandon Contest Jess podcast right now. Contest, I am a Contest. You better like me. I'm from Patchog. All righty, nice job as always with the free music YouTube. You're listening to the Brandon Contest Jets podcast on SB Nation, episode 15 of my first ever sports podcast, where we keep it simple, we keep it short, never more than 20 minutes. And if I have more to say, just put it in another podcast. But an awful loss again for the New York Jets, thanks to an awful offensive line, awful cornerback play. And Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins didn't even, he didn't even look that great. He he put up good numbers, but he still, he might be the worst quarterback in the league at throwing the deep ball. Every time he rears back to, to heave one downfield, it's not even close. But he still managed to put up big numbers against this Jets defense, who got absolutely no pass rush. Quinton Williams got one sack where he was unblocked, but already looks like a bust, especially when you see the type of disruption that Josh Allen creates and causes for Jacksonville, who the Jets could have drafted, but they chose Quinton Williams instead. But the mess goes beyond not having a good pass rush, not having good playmakers, not having a good secondary, not having a good offensive line. The Jets' problems are so much worse than we thought they were at the beginning of the year, where we knew Joe Douglas should have added offensive line help and should have added secondary help. But this is a nuts and bolts issue for the Jets. This starts at the top. This is an issue with ownership being indecisive on who should run the team. This is an issue with coaching and quarterback play, which was, again, brutal, absolutely brutal, making dumb plays, showing regression, looking like he's playing his first game of his career, not halfway through the second season of his career. And then, of course, awful coaching from an offensive-minded head coach, and I I don't even want to sarcastically use the word offensive genius anymore, but a brutal offensive-minded head coach that cannot create any sort of offense. Can it get any worse for the New York Jets right now? I think we're just too inconsistent. Uh, too inconsistent. You know, we have good drives and then uh, we don't. It's as simple as that. Uh, we got to be more consistent in practice, uh, more consistent during meetings, uh, being efficient. So all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, I mean, everyone sees it. We just, we, we put good drives together and we look like a really, really good team. And then sometimes we look like a really bad team. So we just got to find consistency. That, of course, from the Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. The problem is this team is very consistent. This team consistently does not block for their quarterback. This team consistently shows poor judgment and poor play calling, consistently struggles in the secondary, consistently can't get pressure on the opposing quarterback, consistently cannot move the ball offensively, whether through the air or on the ground. This is not a rut. This is not a drought. This is a bad football team, and this is currently a bad quarterback. And we went from a few weeks ago thinking that Sam Darnold has a commanding presence in this locker room and a commanding presence on the field with this team to now, where we watched the worst, maybe the worst offensive line in history, showing no trust in their quarterback on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. It was bad enough seeing Jonathan Harrison snap the ball over Darnold's shoulder for a safety, but it was worse watching Brian Winters turn around and start yelling at Sam after it happened on the field. On the field for a 1-7 team, a brutal offensive line, a historically bad offensive line, and you have an offensive lineman turning around and starts yelling at the quarterback on the field. A bad offensive line is throwing who's supposed to be, who we thought was the Jets franchise quarterback, a potential star quarterback in this league, throwing Darnold right under the bus. And to me, that was more concerning than the safety. That was the most concerning part of the game that I saw on Sunday. As telling as the ghost comments were against the Patriots a couple of weeks ago, as bad as the goal line interception against the Dolphins on Sunday was where 
Darnold was rolling out, again, throwing off his back foot and looking like a left-handed quarterback trying to use his right arm to throw a pass. As bad as all that was, to me, the worst part, the worst thing that we've seen so far right now is the offensive line turning around and putting blame on Darnold for something, which maybe he does. It's very possible that he does deserve blame. I, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not saying Winters was wrong. You know, Winters thought he saw Darnold look, so he gave Harrison the signal. Harrison snaps the ball. I don't know who was wrong in that situation. I don't know whose fault it was, but judging by Winters' reaction, it, it's it's hard to question it because he, he was so defiant and Darnold, it's not like Darnold really barked back at him or anything. He just kind of took it. But for all the good that Darnold did against the Cowboys, as as good as the offense looked against the Cowboys just a few weeks ago, and the fact that Darnold looked like a commanding presence, and the fact that he looked like he stepped in and just kind of solidified this team and, and fixed everything and plugged holes where he wasn't even really going to have an effect on, but it just seemed like there was such a, a, a trust in Darnold at that moment, and, th- and all that trust is completely dissipated, and that came to fruition on Sunday against the Dolphins, especially in that exchange with, with Brian Winters on the offensive line, where it just it seems like a team that right now does not have faith in their quarterback, that doesn't believe that this quarterback can dig himself out of this hole and can be that commanding presence again and can be a franchise quarterback going forward. And then again, on the next drive, Darnold almost gets sacked for his safety again. His foot was on the goal line and he fell forward, but it, it was off close and that was one which was not on him there there that was that one was on the offensive line and on Le'Veon Bell that was obvious the ball is snapped the line shifts left Bell sees Nick Needham blitz and he just turned and runs the other way hanging Darnold out to dry that one was not Darnold's fault uh, but still not a good look to see almost getting back-to-back safeties and Le'Veon Bell gets plenty of criticism for that sack he certainly has a lot of blame on, on that play but as unproductive as Bell has been this entire season, we've we've been mostly complimentary to him and saying, putting blame on the offensive line, saying that it's the bad O-line that's not able to open up holes for Bell and saying that it's the coaching and the fact that he's being underutilized, which he is. He's been underutilized the entire season, but we've been kind of saying that the, the lack of production for Bell isn't on him and he's been a leader and he's been a model citizen, so credit him for that, but a bad job out of Bell. For the second week in a row, being elusive and leaving the locker room before talking to reporters. Not not a good look. Uh, one guy who's who's always willing to talk to reporters, though, is, of course, Jamal Adams, who... Let, let, let's start with we're glad to see that the concussion is not an issue for Adams because he, he was pulled off the field due to protocol and apparently was, was pissed off about it because he didn't feel it was necessary. But Adams was furious about getting pulled off the field by the concussion spotter after sacking uh, Fitzpatrick late in the fourth quarter of the game. So... At least, though, he seems to be healthy. Um, but we've talked about it at length. I don't think Adams wants to be here. I, I don't know that the Jets want him to be here. I don't think he will be here much longer. But I'm not sure the head coach will outlast him right now. The coach certainly does not deserve to outlast Adams, who who commented on uh, on the head coach. You've been around. You've been around this long enough, Jamal. You know, a lot of people will say the answer is fire the coach. They, they did that with Todd constantly in your first couple of years here. People are already saying that about Adam. Does this team? believe in Adam? Right now, Adams is our, is our coach, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to continue to be the coach, so we have faith in him. Um, that's not going to change. Whoever's in the building, that's who we're riding with. So I got his back, and that's just what it is. Oh boy, uh, not not exactly a, um, a ringing endorsement from Jamal on his head coach, which you, you wouldn't expect to get a ringing endorsement. The team's 1-7, and seven and they are a brutally coached team. Um, but when asked, do you believe in Adam, referring to Adam Gase, and Jamal's answer is, right now, Adam is our head coach. 
and I'm pretty sure he's going to be our head coach. We couldn't even get just to get a yes or something like that and just kind of dismiss the question for him to say, I'm pretty sure he's going to be our head coach. Not exactly. Doesn't doesn't bode well for for Adam Gase. But a, a couple of things. First of all, I want to credit Jamal for refusing to talk about his situation with Gase and Douglas and the trade deadline and, and that whole feud that went on last week. And when asked by Manish Mehta if he's spoken to Gase or Douglas, he just kind of said, we're not, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the game and keeping the focus on the game. So for at least one second, Adams just put the drama aside, which I appreciated. But in, but in terms of this answer, I can't expect a ringing endorsement of Gase right now. How could any reasonable human being have faith in Adam Gase as a head coach based on his track record? And look at look at Adam Gase's last 11 games. Listen to this. Because he's he's 1-10 as a head coach in his last 11 games. But it's not even the 1-10 record. It's Listen to these scores. 41-17 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. 17-7 loss to Jacksonville. 42-17 against the Buffalo Bills. And then he gets started with his Jets tenure, 17-16 to open the season against Buffalo. His first game with the Jets, which was a one-point loss, but blew a 16-0 lead. Let's not forget about that, where the offense looks terrible. 23-3 loss to Cleveland, who can't beat anybody else. 30-14 loss to the New England Patriots. 31-6 against Philly. And now we get uh, we get our we get our one win next. They beat the Dallas Cowboys twenty four twenty two, and we should have known it was an anomaly. We should we should have known it was not something that was going to last because we get right back to losing thirty three nothing shutout to New England twenty nine fifteen Jacksonville, and then uh, twenty six to eighteen um, to Miami on Sunday. And so two losses that were less than 10 points. Two losses, that's it, 17-16 to Buffalo, where again, the Jets ended the game being outscored 17 to nothing, and then Sunday's loss to the Dolphins, which, by the way, did not feel like it was a single-digit loss. They, they were out of that game at the end. They were out of the game in the fourth quarter. The late field goal put just put it inside 10, but they didn't actually have a chance to win the game, even though it was a single-digit loss, even though it was a one-score loss. The worst stat, though, 10 offensive touchdowns in 11 games. 10 offensive touchdowns in 11 games is unfathomably bad. It's hard to be that bad in this league where offense is so prevalent. The quarterback is getting worse at a frightening rate. It's at the point where I'm not sure he can dig himself out of this hole. He's making plays that should not and cannot be made at this level, especially halfway through his second year. He should be figuring out the league by now. And instead, he's becoming known as a mistake-driven, poor decision-making quarterback. So right now... Darnold is in danger of letting these plays define who he is at quarterback. Under pressure, and then panics, and just throws the ball up for grabs. Didn't even have control of the football. But that was Adam Archuleta and Spiro Ditas on the call for CBS, and that was a play where uh, Darnold was near the goal line and looked like a left-handed quarterback that was trying to use his right arm to make a pass. But this coach has to go before Darnold is completely ruined because they're headed down that path. And any chance of saving Darnold as a franchise quarterback will have to happen under the tutelage of another coach. And I, and I spoke about this also a few weeks ago, but but Adam Gase sitting on the bench by himself during the game. I mean, th- there was this picture floating around social media, and this happened, uh, it was a couple minutes into the fourth quarter. While players are on the field, the game is being played, coaches are on the sideline coaching, and then there's Adam Gase sitting on the bench by himself, with his head down, drawing, drawing up plays by himself. 
And again, we, we've touched on this because he's done this before this season. It's not the first time. It's just th- this picture got some notoriety yesterday and, and today. But he did it with the Dolphins last year, too. It's it's not an uncommon practice from Gase, but it's an awful look for fans that see it. And it's got to be an awful look for their players to see their head coach isolating himself during the game. This isn't during practice. This isn't during halftime or pregame. It's while the players are actually on the field trying to perform, and it comes from Gase not caring at all about his defense. It comes from Gase not not really caring about coaching the team. All he cares about is the play calling. And how could Jamal Adams be supportive of a coach like that? How could anybody be supportive of this coach right now? And that's how you end up losing the locker room, and that's how you end up hearing the fire Adam Gase chants loud and clear at a road game. Thanks for listening to the Brandon Contest Jets podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes. And as always, big up.